Well, welcome to Prescott E-News Prescott Talks. I'm Glenn Martin, your host, and today we're going to be talking with Jim and Janet Arreo, who are the leads of the uh, Yavapai County Preparedness Team, and they're also the area leads for the uh, Oath Keepers in our area. You know, I, I'll tell you, I've been going to Oath Keepers for like four years now, and with this uh, COVID-19 virus, um, from the briefings these folks were giving us back in December, they had us ready for this. I mean, with making sure that we had the essentials, our pantries were full, uh, having gloves, having Lysol spray, cleaners, what have you. And they really prepared our community uh, of Oath Keepers for the, for the situation we're in today. So I thought I'd have them on today. And first of all, we want to talk a little bit what is Oath Keepers, what is Yavapai County Preparedness. <clears throat> and we also want to talk about what we can do today now that we're in the middle of this pandemic. What can we do? How can we keep ourselves healthy? And uh, going forward, maybe some information when we do start meeting again, which we're not meeting, obviously. We're following the CDC guidelines. So we want to make sure that um, we're all apart, as you can see. And we're, we're roughly six feet, but not maybe not quite, but we're pretty far away from each other. So again, I want to introduce Jim, the lead. Thanks, Jim, for coming out, and thank you, Janet, for joining as well. And thanks for having us. Well, Appreciate we're it. here in Chino Valley right now. It's in the evening. Jim just got off at Maisie's. He works there as a gunsmith, and uh, uh, I'm sure that's keeping you pretty busy right now, right? Oh, are you kidding? The, the last two solid weeks with the panic buying setting in and people buying guns and ammo and people who weren't prepared, they're all coming in nonstop. We've made so many sales this week it's unbelievable i bet and that brings open a whole nother category of first-time gun owners buying firearms who've never been trained Correct. and don't understand uh probably 25 30 percent of all our sales are brand new people either never owned a gun or have little to no experience at all you know we'll get back into that jim but right now i want to talk a little bit about oath keepers and the yavapai county preparedness and uh, what is that group can you explain it to us sure oath keepers is a uh, an unusual organization we're not a veterans group we are actually made up of current serving military law enforcement firefighters first responders and veterans of all of those groups and then um, we are part of the national organization of oathkeepers.org and we are the Chino Valley, uh, actually Yavapai County chapter. Uh, and I am also the state vice president of Arizona for Oath Keepers. And then Yavapai County preparedness team is our corporate structure, which we set up so that we are now a 501c3 tax exempt corporation. Mm -hmm. And we can utilize that for everything from getting insurance to uh, taking donations and applying for grants, which we're in the process of, to try to get some money in for equipment and training and instructors and such. Yeah, and Janet, some of the groups that we have in Oath Keepers, can you tell us about them? We have the radio group? Yes, we have basically special team, specialty teams within the group. Um, and each team can focus on a particular function with the idea that in an emergency they can all work together and one person doesn't have to learn everything. Mm -hmm. So we have a team we call our medical team. It's basically trauma medical. So it's first aid and stop the bleed. And if you have a critical injury and uh, facilities are overwhelmed or not available, then we're teaching our members to be able to help themselves and each other. 
We also have a communications team which te teaches uh, ham radio use because a lot of times in the emergency our phone systems go down and we're training people how to use those radios to be in touch in the emergency to call for help or offer help to the community. There is a general preparedness group that is part of what you were talking about in December that was mm -hmm. talking about what do you need to stock up on for an emergency? What should you have in your home? What should you have in your car? Oh gosh, we also have a home medicine team that is teaching how to use herbs and, and plants here in Arizona to make tinctures and medicines. Never know when you might have access to a pharmacy and we can keep ourselves well. Mm. Uh, let's see, we also have an engineering, an engineering team. team that builds things and, and is uh, designing things and creating things that we might need, learning to repair things that we might need. Also, an intel group that we created where everybody kind of listens to the news and finds out what they can and keeps us apprised of things, sometimes before most other people get it. Yeah. So we're... Also a security element that helps protect the organization. Yeah. Yeah, we do have, like, uh, Representative Gosar has been there and some of our elected, and the security team makes sure that the area is secure, that nothing happens while they're, while they're visiting with us. And we talk about the intelligence <laughs> side of it, Jim, and... I think that's kind of where you get a lot of your information that you were able to share with us back in December about the COVID-19 and how dangerous it could be and what we need to prepare. Well, yeah, we approach this from two different angles. One from an intelligence standpoint, uh, as far as threat assessment, national security issues, things of that nature, state security, mm -hmm. our border security issues. Um, actually, we started researching this in, uh, in January. We, our intelligence, we found out that this, this virus came about back in December when we were first made aware of it as a country. Mm -hmm. And the media picked up on it a little bit. But our organization started learning about it probably around late this January, where we first started to brief people as soon as we hit the books, figured out what was going on. Um, but the intelligence team was working diligently to get as much information on the numbers. And this what this is. This is a numbers game. It really is. Uh, you can't really project out how you're going to defend against something like a, a COVID-19 biological warfare weapon unless you have the numbers and the data to go with it. So we've been tracking that on a daily basis, sometimes hourly. And then um, basically we continued on from a medical standpoint, okay? So we had the problem of threat assessment, then how do we advise our people medically? And that's where we got into the advising for how to build your immune system. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is if you're not healthy, you are gonna be susceptible. And this virus is not just attacking the older folks as we've been told originally, we have people in ICUs right now in their 30s, and we've actually already had one infant death. So this virus is indiscriminate. It's killing and, and putting people in a hospital, in an ICU, in a variety of ages. Another thing we learned through our intelligence section is that the city of New York is now stating that people under the age of 50 make up more than half the amount of cases in New York. So the concept that it was only 70 and 80 year olds, that's not true at all. Yeah. It is hitting everybody. So this is where we gather information, we share it with our group, we advise people on what to do, and the building of your immune system is really the primary function of everybody right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was interesting when you were sharing with the group, the community, that that you went to Costco and everybody was, you know, buying toilet paper and paper towels, and you went over to the vitamin section and it was untouched. Exactly. And 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 that's really the fundamental where we should be uh, looking at right now is to make sure that our own personal health is up to par. Right. And this is something that our organization has been practicing and training for for years actually because a couple of years back there was another go round with another type of a health issue which was klebsiella mm -hmm. which turned out to be not that big of a deal klebsiella pneumonia has been around forever uh, turned out most of that was due to uh, contamination of tubing in the ventilators mm -hmm. in the hospitals so it wasn't that big of a deal as far as on the outside but we've been talking to people about building your immune systems for the last several yeah. years. And we've had Dr. Hochman talk to the people and we've briefed on it. And the, uh, the alternative medical team, what we call our home medicine team, works on tinctures and herbs and remedies and tells people how to build their immune systems to be strong. And, and here's the problem. You don't wait until there is an outbreak of a virus to start building your immune system. You should have been doing it already. Right. Because it takes time. Your body, you don't just go and take a bunch of vitamin C and say, okay, I'm ready to take on a virus. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. There's There are several vitamins and minerals and things you have to do um, in advance if you're going to be exposed to something like this. And this is a nasty virus. This yeah. is not something, yes, it's a bat virus, but it's a weaponized bat virus. We know that for a fact. Uh, the, the information has come out on this all over the place. And we're really concerned because... You hear people talking about COVID-19 and saying, well, it's just the flu. It's just a cold. Mm -hmm. Well, in essence, it, that's part of it. Yes, it is a coronavirus. And the, the common cold is a coronavirus. SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome, is a coronavirus. MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, was a coronavirus. This one has been weaponized to a point that you don't see airports shutting down for any of the other diseases. Right. You don't see that unless it was an Ebola outbreak. And even during the Ebola crisis, it was very minor in the United States. We had one or two cases that we were able to solve. But on something like this, if it's a no big deal, then why are businesses shutting down? Why are schools closing down? And the bottom line is, Glenn, the government doesn't want to start a panic. Mm -hmm. They don't want to come right out and say, this is a weaponized virus. Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason everything is changing. All the travel, all the cruise ships shutting down, this is a little more serious. And we're still in the beginning phases of it. We haven't hit the hump of the, what they call the bell curve. Right. They keep talking about, oh, we're gonna flatten the bell curve out. All they're gonna do is prolong the inevitable. You're still gonna have the same amount of cases. You're still gonna have the same amount of deaths. What flattening the curve does is try to give the first responders and the hospitals a chance to deal with the problem. Get the ventilators right. and the beds exactly. and everybody in line. And President Trump actually, you know, if you're listening to the president, he comes out and says, this is a war. This is a war of unseen enemy. Exactly. I believe it's the first strike of a war? Um, yes, I do. I believe that uh, 100%. I've, I've been studying warfare for a lot of years. I was former U.S. Army Ranger back in the 80s and I've studied the Cold War. I understand how the communists think. And if anybody thinks that the communist Chinese are telling you the truth about the numbers, you know, come on, give me a break, really? It's not happening. So it is a war. Uh, there was a lot of controversy. Was it released accidentally? Was it released intentionally? Doesn't make any difference. The end result is the same. 
but what is it the Chinese have in mind for the future? Why are they staging on Taiwan right now? Why are we calling up one million reservists um, as of today? You know, why are they mobilizing the National Guard on the streets? Why is there talk of martial law? All of these factors play in, and you don't do that. And even in the, in the government briefings, they're saying, we haven't done anything like this since World War II. Okay, that's an indicator in the intelligence game. Yeah, you hear that, and all of a sudden all the antennas start going up, red flags go up. So, yeah, it's serious, very serious. So now that we're in the middle of this, um, what can the folks do at this point to help themselves, Jim? Um, you know, the, the nice thing about Oath Keepers is we talk a lot about some real problems and some real issues in the world. But at the end, we always come up with a solution, what we can do as a solution for ourselves and for our communities. So at this point, I mean, like you said, it's kind of late at this point to start taking your vitamin C and all the, all the good stuff. Not that we shouldn't be doing it now. Right. But is there, beyond the scope, is there anything that you can add? Sure. Um, everybody's talking about quarantines and having to be in lockdown. As of today, the governor of Arizona said we're shutting down all non-essential businesses uh, until April the 30th. That's four weeks. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about a quarantine, even though it's a voluntary quarantine, it's not a mandatory, you know, people are, are expected to act like adults. The bottom line is we always preach the same message for any kind of disaster preparedness. It's food, water, weapons and ammunition, medical supplies and shelter. If you solve those five things, you can protect yourself, you can have enough supplies on hand. The idea is that if you have to stay at home and stay off the street, so you number one, don't overload the system. We don't have panic buying. You should have already had at least 90 days food and water already stored in your home. But to some folks, that's such a a, a large concept to grasp, yeah. you know, to talk to them about a year's supply of food is just off the charts. Yeah. But 90 days is not outrageous. But people should right now be thinking about food. Mm -hmm. Right now, the power is going to stay on. But we also take into consideration what happens if there's a power outage. Mm -hmm. Do you have enough water? Does your well run on electricity? Do you have a backup source, a generator, some way to run that well? And then as far as medical supplies, Right now, you want to stay as far away from the hospitals as possible, okay? That's where everybody who's sick is going. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing a large number of our hospital personnel, doctors, nurses, support staff, are getting sick with this virus. So you wanna stay out of there. If you have a minor medical emergency, you should not have to run off to the emergency room. You should have enough first aid supplies on hand and understand stop the bleed. Mm -hmm. We put out the stop the bleed training and you should have basic skills so you don't have to run to the emergency room for a minor laceration. Because if you do, you could end up in a much worse situation than what the, the emergency is you went in for. Right. And the hospitals are saying, please stay away unless you really need to be here. Right. Unless you have serious symptoms, do not come to the hospital. They're being overrun right, right now. Yeah, if they if it's a real a legitimate nine one one, by all means call nine one one. Of course, and get absolutely. To, but you know, um, there's even the insurance companies have long uh, complained about people with uh, the sniffles show up, and you know maybe it's just a 
Maybe it's just a cold, maybe you stay at home, but again, if you're having problems breathing and you're 104 temperature, by all means, get a hold of your your medical professional, uh, contact uh, the ER, let them know right. your symptoms before you show up, don't just show up. Right. Uh, I mean, you, use our common sense here, right? It's kind of kind of the, 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 the telling point of where we're at today. Exactly, I, I had an opportunity, I had a customer come into the shop the other day and we were talking about it. And it turns out he's an ER tech at Yavapai Regional. And he says they're not even testing unless you have the three symptoms, mm -hmm. which is a non-productive cough, what's known as a dry cough. So you're not coughing up phlegm. You have a temperature greater than 102 and you have a fever. Well, the fever is part of that, but uh, the respiratory issue, which is difficulty breathing. That's the significant one. The normal influenza virus, you're going to have a dry cough or a productive cough, and you're going to have a slight fever. But if you have serious trouble breathing, okay, now it's going into pneumonia. Mm -hmm. So you're having a, an upper respiratory infection, and that's the significant factor that they want to start to test you to yeah. see if you're positive for COVID. You may not be. You could still have that same symptoms and just have the normal flu virus. So yeah. these are things. and. Uh, you know, we lose a lot of people every year to the normal flu, right? But we also right. have a lot more infected. Mm -hmm. On average, 35,000 people a year die right. from the normal H1N1 flu virus. But we also have 16 million infected. That's on an annual basis. But we don't shut the country down for it. Never. That's ever. the difference. Right. You know, I, like I said, I've never seen anything like this. I'm 65, and and I I I mean, I've gone through 9/11 and different and earthquakes in California, right. and but never have I seen any. I mean, even driving over here, we came from Prescott, and the roads. I mean, just like four or five people out there on Highway 69. Um, even at rush hour, it's much lighter. So it, it's good news that a lot of people are actually listening to stay home. It is. Uh, uh, I know there's a lot, some rumors out there, especially on Facebook, Janet and I kind of read things on that and we're comparing notes where, you know, people make complaints about, you're not staying at home. Well, I beg to differ. I see the difference on the highways. You know, not everybody's staying home because there are essential things that you need to go out. Correct. You still need to go out and get your food. You still need to go out and do, do what, you know, um, if you're in the medical field or something, you know, there's a whole list of essentials. Work in a firearm store, you know, these are essentials or be in the media. So that's why I'm on the road. But uh, typically I've been home all day long. You know, I'm finding it actually pretty nice working in my garden and, you know, getting things done that I never got done before. But uh, well, if you um, see what's going on in some areas, they, they're getting together and they're having parties and they're, yeah. you know, massing together. One university went to shut down the, their uh, dormitories, and they said, "Okay, everybody leave and don't come back till we tell you." So the students all went out and had a big bash. See, because they don't think they're going to be affected. And then they Jim took it. And then they took it home. And then there was where a they huge. They are at that age where this is affecting everybody. Right. Well, I, mean, I, I saw on the news today a, a newborn infant was actually so it's there, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. And they take it home to their parents and right. their grandparents, and there was a huge explosion in that town. Right. And now they're trying to figure out how to get everyone taken care of. Yeah. Because yeah. some young people New got careless. New Orleans is another classic example. Yeah. They were warned, and of course there was very few cases at the time, but they went ahead with Mardi Gras, mm -hmm. and now it turns out that is a significant factor because Mardi Gras people come from all over the country, in right. fact, all over the world for that event. Yeah. And it's spread like wildfire. And now the state of Louisiana, New Orleans specifically, is a hotbed yeah. and a, a major problem. And of course, the epicenter of 
New York. That's, I mean, that's the epicenter of the whole thing. Right. I was watching the news today. Where, you know, it's, but uh, as far as we know, not too many of our people even went to the market after this started. Yeah. They were all yeah. set at home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, again, it was such good information coming out. We were talking about getting our bleach water, our, our Lysol, you know, Jim came out with the Lysol spray, and that's when you could find Lysol on the shelves yeah, in the store. Yeah, exactly. You know, we were getting ready for it. And mm -hmm. by the way, one of the things I always like to remind people, if you're using Lysol, don't just spray it and wipe it. It's got to sit on the counter to kill. Correct. It's, like Jim said, it's like five to ten minutes. Allow it to air dry, and let, and that will kill the virus, but not just spray it and wipe. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Uh, I mean, simple things like washing our hands, you know, uh, try to find soft soap or something like that right now is it, it again we were prepared and and i and i'm actually grateful i and i've said that over and over i'm grateful to the to the oath keepers and to yavapai county preparedness team the people that i'm associated with it within that community um we were prepared as much as possible and it's kind of I'm, I'm taking notes on the things that i wasn't so prepared on right now because this will go by this will this shall pass so now I'm taking my notes and saying, you know what, maybe I will get an extra roll of toilet paper. <laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, things that, you know, uh, quite frankly, I didn't realize um, that. that if you buy things at a normal time. Right. You're not you, hoarding it. You get the brand of soap you like instead right. of what's left on the shelf. Right. You get the can of beans you like instead of whatever's been picked over. So by the time you get to a point where you have to stay home at a time like this, everything you like yeah. is what you have. Well, you know, and again, we talk about the community, and it's so important that a lot of the folks that are watching this right now, we all need to stick together. This is, you know, prepared or not prepared, uh, we are all into this together. I was looking at uh, one of the Facebook sites the other day, and, and I, I had to take a picture of it, and I want to say thank you to this young lady. She's a postal worker, and uh, she put out there, I go, I was going to ask a favor of the community. Can you? Can everyone that goes to their mailboxes, please wipe them down? Because even though the carriers are wearing gloves, we can't change our gloves at every box, or at least the handles. That would be would help the carrier and yourself to stay healthy. That was from Yvette Markley. Markley, yeah. And thank you, Yvette, for that. Because, like Oath Keepers, we have a solution. We are the solution. You know, the government can tell us stay six feet apart and all this, other, but we're really the solution. So when instead of putting out the stuff, you know, that scares people sometimes, we should be putting out the stuff that's going to help our, our community. And that's one of them. You know, another gentleman uh, put out that when the mail comes to his business, they wipe that all down in that area to make sure that nothing's being carried into their store. I mean, it's just some really simple common sense stuff that, Again, we were never prepared for this, Jim. We, we've never experienced anything like this. I, I mean, I, I keep on thinking the movie, Ho you know, you're, you're, you're a germaphobe, but <laughs> right. it, it, that's exactly what we are. I'm wiping my hands off after I get done. You know, nobody's laughing at germaphobes anymore. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we, we put it out for years, and we train our people to be ready for any and all disasters. And I even had a lot of people ask me, well, what should we be doing? And nothing different than we haven't been teaching in the last six years at the Oath Keepers meeting. The whole concept of having a community preparedness team is, number one, is to take care of yourself, take care of your family, then you can help your immediate neighbors, and then you can help your community. And this is part of our CERT program, 
the community emergency response team that has that same exact protocol. And we teach everybody to do everything the same way. If you're well prepared, it doesn't make any difference what the disaster is. Now, in this case, granted, with a virus, in this type of a virus, there are a few other minor things that need to be taken into consideration. But the average person should always be building their immune system because there are a number of diseases or viruses out there that can cause you problems. So that's not really anything different we're doing now than we did years ago. Maybe a sick room, okay? That was one area we talked about in our medical team, how to, how to do a sick room. The average person out there really has no idea how difficult it is to do it properly. If you do have a family member that has come down with an illness, a serious illness, you need to isolate them. And there are serious protocols need to be taken into place. You're gonna to need to hang plastic and block a room off. You're gonna to have to have gloves, masks, personal protection equipment, a lot of things to wash down the room. You know, and we can go on and on, but there, believe it or not, every single thing we teach is available online. We get a lot of our resources online and then we do classes based on that. And then we bring in our experts, whether they're in the medical field or the communications experts, we bring them in to help fill in. But there's virtually nothing you can't learn at what I call YouTube University. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Just go and plug it in. If you want to know how to do a sick room, which everybody should be looking at that right now, mm -hmm. it's all right there and it's not that difficult. And I, I always joked with Doc Hoging because I'm now Amazon's favorite customer, you know, since, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, since I joined the medical team. I mean, they send me a Christmas card for goodness sakes. Exactly. Because, I mean, we're constantly getting stuff. But, you know, I, I joke about Amazon, but Jim, I want to put a plug out for Maisie's because you can get a lot of those supplies right here in Chino and Maisie's over here. You've got uh, emergency food, you've got uh, med kits and tourniquets and, and all that. And not only that, if you come in there, you got Jim who can kind of guide you and, you know, exactly. he can't give you a, a, a stop the bleed class. You know, he's selling stuff, but right. uh, he can certainly help you pick <laughs> the right stuff to get. Right. And, uh, and then come to Oath Keepers and learn how to do this stuff because, you know, the folks, you know, we're a community and, and the nice thing about this, it, it's free. Every anybody exactly. can come right. to it. You're, there is no not, membership. You're not getting charged. You can come in, sit down, talk to the folks, kind of get a feel for it. I got to tell you, it's it's made up by some very good people. I mean, yes. we have very knowledgeable, very very well informed. Uh, I mean, when you think of you know people being informed of what's going on in the world, they are probably one of the one of the tops. And uh, it's because we meet together and we learn. We learn together and how to survive this stuff. Exactly. That's what makes the Oath Keepers an, or, an unusual organization in that we have been successful. And the Yavapai County chapter specifically is the largest active chapter in the United States. That came from Stuart Rhodes himself at National. And we, our numbers are in the 110, 120 consistently. Um, we bring in a lot of former professionals and we don't charge for this training. We take up a donation at the meetings because we give a donation to the church, <clears throat> excuse me, for the use of the building. But basically anyone can come in and then we do our CPT classes of any of the number of, uh, whether it's medical or security or communication. CPT? Uh, CPT is the community preparedness teams. That was the whole concept. That's what we have on our hat. 
Um, and then Yavapai County Preparedness Team is based on the same thing. The reason we changed is because we couldn't incorporate under Oath Keepers. That's a separate corporation. So we created our own with the authorization at the national level. So the idea is that you can come early, come to the specialty teams, learn your special skill set, and then get involved if we need your help in a disaster. Or just come to the regular meeting because you're always going to get a class at the regular meeting and you're going to get a briefing and you're going to learn a whole lot more than you ever thought possible because we condense it down in, into a lot of, and you've been to our meetings for years now, you know, we, we pack a lot of stuff in there. And it's not Facebook. I heard it from a friend, from a friend, from a friend. Oh, no. This no, stuff no. is no. solid, it's good info solid. Uh, with, with resources and sources to back it. Yes. Um, the address to where we meet, it's a uh, Baptist church and the address there is? It's the First Southern Baptist Church in Chino Valley. It's about a block south of Pizza Hut. It's 1524 North State Route 89. And there's a building number on it, C. It's a big building in the back. Right. And Rob, our producer who's producing this, he'll put up our, our uh, that address. And we also have websites. Not we, yet. Not a website. What we have Facebook is a Facebook page, Facebook. Oath Keepers of Yavapai County. And we have a MeWe page, which is also Oath Keepers of Yavapai County. And then we have a Facebook page for Yavapai County Preparedness Team. And also one under MeWe. For Yavapai County Preparedness Team. So there's four different avenues of social media. And when we do get our website up and running, we will post that and we'll have a lot of good information there. And then the latest thing we're working on currently, Janet has figured out how to use Zoom. Oh. Now, Zoom is what the university professors are using. Mm -hmm. So we're in our infancy, we're, we're practicing with it, we want to start that. But this way we can put out classes online and we can have up to what 100 people mm -hmm. sign up and come in and and be almost like attending a meeting yeah so it'll all be videotaped and archived so that we have it like a virtual meeting if you will exactly nice. yeah you know? and that's so. kind of like what we're seeing today you know uh yesterday this is being taped on monday so uh, yesterday was Sunday, and I watched the service at Heights and, and Pastor Ron. Exactly. And um, and it's always good to have that inspiration. But there was a couple things. My friend Wes, back in South Carolina, he was uh, uh, he's former FBI, and, and he's retired now, and he's associate pastor at one of the churches there. And he was talking about being in out in public, and people are so afraid because we're all afraid right now. There's a lot of people who are, are literally scared of what's going on. Don't be afraid to say hi. You don't have to be, you know, within, you can be within six feet and say, hi, how you doing? Um, let's make sure that, you know, we're a community still and we need to gel together and say hi and support each other. And we need to check on our neighbors. If we have elderly neighbors, we need to do that. And I mean, there's a, there's a whole list we, we, we go down, but um, let's not stop being the people that we are no, in the, no. in the, the best Quad thing City about getting area. through an emergency in yeah. our point of view is to try to keep things as normal as we can right normal for our children normal for our seniors the hardest part for me right now is i can't hug as many people as i yeah. used to <laughs> <Janet's> <laughs> <a hugger. laughs> i know <laughs> it's We're all six about feet, preparedness it, yeah. glenn you know we yeah. have a saying that it's not a disaster if you're prepared yeah that's right it's yeah. just that simple and this well, is no different we'll get through this we'll come out on the other side yeah there's a few other things we're going to do a little differently, but it's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And we're going to follow the government guidelines as best as possible. And it, it will help. 
And the most important thing is don't be afraid. Right. Go do your shopping. Only one person should go do the shopping unless you absolutely have to take two. But, you know, be a little more careful when you're out there. Janet and I were at Costco the other day just picking up a few items. And they have a wonderful system. It's like a ride at Disneyland. You start at one end and it's just a big S curve. And when we, they only let so many people in at a time and they wait for others to come out. And, you know, when we went in there, there was the fewest people I'd ever seen in a Costco in my yeah, life. Yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. It's yeah. a great system. They should keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it works a lot better. Well, I, I think it, you hit it, you know, and, it, you know, this is this too will end. It, it's and I'm not trying to take the seriousness away because it is serious. It is. But, um, you know, like I told I was talking with Jim earlier. I said, hey, we're miles ahead. We got electric and water and running water. And we still have a food, you know, the food supply is solid. Um, I was in the food industry most of my life, and I'm talking to people, and yeah, it's it, it, there's no shortage of food. No, no. we're going to get it on the shelf. You know, the it's just getting it on the shelf and, and getting it in there. And right. we're already seeing a whole lot of things changing, even within the week or so, when the people did panic. And that's the worst thing you can do. Don't panic. Right. Just get what you need. It's going to be there tomorrow. We're going to get through this. But most important, get your notebook out. Start taking notes on what you're doing right now and come to the Oath Keepers and visit us. Ask questions. We'll be out there again. How long do you think we're going to be down? We're not meeting right now, obviously. Right. It's pretty much, you know, I'm going to wait for the government to say, all right, it's safe to start having larger meetings again. Um, we're pretty much going to stick with it because the large portion of our group is in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. And it's just a safety factor. But we're going to watch, you know, I can't give a date. Obviously, when we're ready to go, we'll post it on every social media. We'll yeah. be on the radio. We'll send smoke signals. We'll It'll do be on Prescott Talks. I can yeah, hear we'll, that. you'll know when the yeah. Oath Keepers fire back up because we're going to be a very popular organization. I think, I think we'll see some new faces. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. And I've got a lot of old faces that have been part of us in the past that hadn't been coming recently. They're calling me and saying, Jim, when can I come to the next meeting? I said, well, as soon as we're fired back up. Yeah. So we have a very large room. We can handle up to 200 people in that gymnasium. So it's, it's a great room in the, that the church has there. Our classrooms are filling up quick, even when we're at our normal peak. But we'll let everyone know. And I'd be remiss if I didn't offer to talk about Stop the Bleed. And that's one of the things that, oh. again, we teach the community. We're very and proud of that. we've come through. We've had, what, 90 people at a time or over 100, Jim? We did. That, the, our very first class, we had 85 students, okay. and, plus all of my instructors. So we're, we are all there to help the community teach Stop the Bleed, how to work tourniquets, wound packing, Israeli bandages. Um, and, again, it's all free. It's all right. free. And yeah. I know people, you know, I mean... We, we think about stop the bleed. Is that a gunshot? Well, it could be, but it could be a chainsaw accident. It could be a motor vehicle accident. Knife. Probably in our world, we'll probably run across that before we wind up into a mass shooting or a shooting situation. But, you know, somebody bleeds out in three and a half, three and a half minutes uh, with a femoral artery bleed. Uh, you better best know how to handle that and do it quick. Exactly. Because by the time the fire department gets there, they're just going to make that report, right? And so, we offer exactly. that service to schools and clubs and yeah. teams and leagues and whoever's interested. When we get back interested. online, you know, if you're a school, a club, a, 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 um, what do they call those uh, associates where you live? Um, like HOA. HOA, yeah. thank yeah. you. Exactly. HOAs, um, <clears throat> you know, get enough people together. And, again, you know, Oath Keepers offers that absolutely free. 
they'll bring in their stuff and teach stop the bleed yeah. takes what on tops two hours two to two and a half hours and that is a certified yeah. class yeah. i got set up as an instructor through the american college of surgeons so you'll get a certificate yeah. that says you've been through it you should do it once a year and it's obviously something you need to practice also. Right. We can't teach you once and you're going to remember it. But We actually have several in our medical team are certified. So we can train as many people as you can put together. Once we're up and running, we'll be yeah. happy and we'll to do, do that. Groups. We, we've done smaller churches. So if you have a special group, um, just contact us and we'll schedule it. Uh, we'll do a main one for the community. We were scheduled for May, the first meeting in May. Right. That probably won't happen right now. But uh, once we get back online, if you've got a group of 20 or more, we'll come in and do a class for you with a PowerPoint and a full certified class. And I'll bring a few of my instructors with me and we'll, we'll run a class and get you guys trained up. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate you all coming out here. The sun's going down, so we got to end the interview. But uh, <laughs> well, again, you know what? Thank you so much for coming out here and Jim after working all day long. And, and just so, you know, Jim, thank you for your service. I want to make sure I put that out there. Um, this show always is appreciative to the past and, and current serving military. We always give a shout out. We always give a shout out to our law enforcement and firefighters, keeping our streets safe and everybody who's essential right now. Again, folks, don't panic. We're gonna get through this. Check out Oath Keepers when this is all over with. I'll make sure it's out on my shows if you're following me. When we start meeting again, there's a ton of great information out there. Um, Again, it's all free, um, great people, good patriots. And um, with that, I've run out of words. Any other, anything else you guys want to add to? No, just, just keep on our Facebook page, see what's going on. And uh, once we get our Zoom up and running, we'll put the first class out. But if you have any questions, you can uh, call us. Uh, my phone number is 928-636-8895. If you have any questions or you can send me an email, um, it's YC for Yavapai County, YC Oathkeepers, plural, at gmail.com. And you can ask questions or get any information you may need. Um, any, any, any time, day or night, call. Janet's usually running the operation during the day. And when I get home, we'll answer emails. And we'll let you know when we're back up and running with our meetings and our trainings and our classes again. Thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for Thank having you, us. Prescott. Hey Prescott, welcome back. There's one part that I forgot to, to speak on, and that is the Compass Training Facility here in Geno Valley, uh, right off Perkinsville Road. John Stankowitz and Gina Picaro are offering brand new firearm owners. If you've never owned a gun before and you came over and you bought a gun in one of the stores, to please come out to their range for the normal $15 they charge to shoot. They will put a firearms instructor with you to familiarize yourself with that gun, to understand the safety aspects of it and how to handle it safely. The worst thing that could happen to you and your family when you're trying to do everything you can to protect your family is to buy a firearm and hurt somebody with it, including yourself. So please take advantage, it's absolutely free. Uh, again, they, they charge $15 to shoot at their range, but for, for free, they will put a firearms instructor with you and familiarize your firearm with you and your family. So again, take advantage of that. And thanks again, John and, and Regina, you guys, again, uh, you are essential to our community and you are an asset to our community and we can't thank you enough. Thank you.